And just like that, we've lost our first manager of the championship. The championship schedule gets crowded. Parachute payments fall. This is RG Bargy, where we are happily languishing in the second division. Hello, RG! Hello, Bargy. How are you tonight? I'm well, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. The third match day of the championship league is done, and it was even more exciting than the second. It's true. We started off on Friday, Huddersfield versus Fulham. That was an almost very exciting match for the full 90. (laughs) First 45, a little bit not so. Well, I predicted that Fulham would win 2-1. As did I. Final score? Fulham won. 2-1. We got it. We nailed it. It's over. Weekend's done. It was a very fascinating game because although Huddersfield was at home, they did a park the bus strategy that didn't really make sense. And Fulham looked a little shaky at the start. They came back with really strong attacking. They had Cavaliero on the left, Knockert on the right, and Mitrovic up top. Those three really worked well for them in those positions. Arguably the best offensive line in the championship. I agree. And I have to also note that the name Cession rang out again for the fans of Fulham, but this time it was Steven. Yes. Although he had a few rough moments, especially at the start, got an early yellow card, looked like it might be a bad initial welcome to Fulham for the, for the young uh, Session. he recovered. Yeah, he played very well. He seemed to get more confidence as the game went on. He grew into it. Mm-hmm. Tim Ream also played pretty well. If by Tim Ream played pretty well, you mean kept Fulham in the match for the first 38 minutes. I completely agree. (laughs) So the interesting thing about this, just a few hours after the match concluded, we had to say goodnight to our first manager. That's right. Jan Stewart was fired as manager. He had just one win in seven months of managing. Not the record you hope for. (laughs) No. Caretaker manager Mark Hudson was put in charge. From what I hear, he wants a full-time gig. What I'm wondering... Two things. First, why did they get rid of David Wagner? That's who they had for uh, a couple years, brought him up, got him promoted, kept him in the Premier League, had a rough patch last year. They let him go. I bet you they're thinking, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that. By the way, former U.S. soccer player. There's also two other people who are rumored to be in contention for the manager position. They're talking about Sol Campbell, the former former Macclesfield town coach as one of them, and also former Brighton manager Chris Hewton, both of which have been kind of tossed around. Actually, you know how people in great old England like to make bets. Those, are, those three tend to be the top names in contention right now. There's another name that I think should be in the ring. And stay with me here, because I think this could be the answer to so many problems in the world. David Moyes. Wow. You know, he... He had, a, he had some good times at Everton. I can't remember exactly what happened to him with Man United. Went a, went a little out of the country for a while, came back, Sunderland, West Ham. Still didn't have the best of times, but could, could Huddersfield be his salvation? Good luck with that. <laughs> David Boys, I believe. Saturday, Nottingham Forest versus Birmingham City. Yes, I believe that I went for a 3-1, not forced to take it. And I went with Nottingham Forest 2-0. Final score? 3-0. 
Nottingham Forest. Yes. This was Nottingham Forest's first win of the season. And it was Birmingham's first defeat in 10 matches. Very nicely done, Nottingham. Then we went to Bristol versus QPR. I had predicted a nil-nil draw, of which you said, that doesn't happen very much. And I said a 1-1 draw. <laughs> Final score. 2-0 Bristol. And this was Bristol's first league win of this season. QPR, uh, I just want to point out that Nagy, the player from the QPR side came out with an injury, which is too bad. He looked really promising in their early matches this season. So hopefully it's not too severe and he'll be back playing for him soon. And then we got into a, a number of other matches. Charlton Athletic versus Barnsley. I predicted a 1-0 win for Charlton. You said that it would be a loss for Charlton. And you know what? It was a 2-2 draw. Barnsley came back twice in that match. But Charlton remain unbeaten. What about Sheffield Wednesday, the other team that was perfect going into match day three? Sheffield Wednesday versus Millwall. I predicted that Sheffield Wednesday would be victorious with a 2-0 victory. I didn't give a scoreline, but I too felt Sheffield Wednesday would take it. And we were both incorrect. We were very wrong. Millwall won 1-0 and uh, Wanted to point out that Jed Wallace, Millwall player, sent off in the first half with a red card. But they still managed to beat Sheffield Wednesday 1-0. And upset their perfect start to the season. Anything else noteworthy? Yeah, I also want to note on Saturday that Luton lost at home for the first time since March of 2018. Wow. West Brom gets a brace by Grady Dagnum to secure the victory 1-2 for West Brom. Luton lose at home. Sunday brought Reading versus Cardiff City. I had predicted a 1-1 draw. And I went 0-2 to Cardiff. And we were both wrong. Reading won 3-0. Reading came out and looked like they were unstoppable. They were amazing. George Puskas looked just fantastic. Cardiff was giving him so much freedom and he just exposed them and just tore them apart. I believe he got two goals in that match. And he was close to getting a hat trick. Neil Warnock, they unfortunately had a Cardiff midfielder. Uh, Pack was injured in the first half. He got pulled out. And then Warnock decides out of nowhere, he's going to do his final two subs at the half, hoping that if he could bring two people in, he could revitalize his team. Still not enough. They just got they got trampled on in that second half. So here's a question I have for you. Warnock, is he in trouble? Three points from three games. Not yet. I think that the the Cardiff will, will give him more time, but he should start worrying because it seems like his instinct, I mean, perfect example this match, his instincts of the starting lineup could not have been more wrong. True, a player goes down injured, never what you want. You know, they had 20 minutes where they looked okay, and then they just crumbled, fell apart. And he ended up having to put his subs in to start the second half. If someone had gotten injured, it could have been a lot worse than 3-0. Well, it's hard to be worse than 3-0. Because at that point, who cares? I'm at the pub. So, that's the week that was. Let's talk about the American players. How some U.S. players do? Jeff Cameron from QPR played all 90 minutes. He moved the ball well, made himself known in front of his defense, and was a strong man there. Matt Miazga, Redding, also 90 minutes. He kept that clean sheet against Cardiff, and he won 
Team of the Week honors. Go Matt. Anthony Robinson, Wigan. He played the full 90 minutes. Wigan still lost. They lost to Leeds, which is, this season is not something to be embarrassed by. Even with the loss, it was obvious he has pace. And it's the only thing that kept Wigan in this after the red card, early red card to Joe Williams. Tim Ream, Fulham, full 90 minutes, first half, amazing. Like we said, he killed it. I mean, the, the amount of balls he was clearing that were coming into that box in that first half, incredible. Also, Eric Lahage at Hull played the first half. And those are our U.S. players. So let's talk about something else that happened or was announced this week. The parachute and solidarity payments are being cut. They're going to be down 2% from last season. What these payments are is the uh, Premier League, which is this other division maybe you've heard of in England. They split some of the TV revenue, but only the domestic TV rights with all four top leagues in the EFL. And since the rights deals domestically dropped by an estimated 2% last season, the amount of payments being given to these other clubs also decreased. For teams that have been relegated recently, that's your Fulham, your uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield, and your Cardiff City, they will probably receive almost a million pounds less than what they were expecting at 41.8 million. For teams who have been in the championship for a little while, they're probably going to get 4.5 million pounds instead of 4.6. Still a vast difference between the relegated, recently relegated, and the ones who have been there a while. Roughly 36 million pounds. (laughs) So can't cry too much for them. But still, that is a drop. And significantly, this is the first time this drop has happened. There was a lot of talk last season about the decrease in interest within England in their own domestic league. Argy, do you think that this has any perhaps larger relevance to the world? I think one of the things that can't be underestimated is, look at us. We're Americans. We're watching. Are the television rights internationally not factored in? The exorbitant television rights to... The other league, the EPL, if you've heard of that, it's interesting how that doesn't come into play on this. And that really makes this really makes the teams that win in the championship league so much more important. We put it's putting such a higher price tag on these matches and on winning. And that's one of the reasons why I think this league is just so fantastic because everybody's going for it. Every game is important. Any points dropped at any point in the season could keep you from earning millions and millions of pounds. You know what else is crazy about the championship to kind of change topics? The schedule. Games have already started today for match week four. We're still talking about match week three and match week four started today. And it's today and tomorrow because this weekend we got match, match week day, five. Match week five, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then you, we did have some cup matches last weekend. They've been playing pretty much nonstop. With a league with twenty four teams in it, you're going to be playing a lot of games. So, what about the matches that for match day four? Well, already played today, so we can talk about the games. We had Birmingham versus Barnsley. Birmingham won that 2-0. 
We had Sheffield Wednesday versus Luton with Sheffield winning. Uh, they took over first position in the table with that 1-0 win. Um, and they, but they have a game in hand over Leeds, who play tomorrow. Then we have Hull versus Blackburn. Blackburn won. Then we had Middlesbrough versus Wigan. Middlesbrough beat Wigan, and it was Jonathan Woodgate's first league win as Middlesbrough's manager. And finally, the final game of today was Derby versus Bristol, with Bristol winning 2-1. to one. And that was today, tomorrow, on ESPN Plus. The Plus! We have Preston versus Stoke. This could be an interesting match. I have Preston winning 1-1. Nil. And Preston is currently in 18th spot. Stoke, dead last. Bottom of the pile. That's what makes it so interesting. That is what makes it interesting. I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. Do you think everybody's favorite talking point, a little Cameron Carter Vickers, is going to see the pitch for Stoke or at least for the first time get to the bench? I think he'll be on the bench. I don't think he'll see the pitch. Bold prediction. We'll see. Also tomorrow, we got QPR Swansea. I think QPR is going to take that in a 2-0 victory. I'm going 1-1. I at the old Loftus Road. It's not Loftus Road anymore. (laughs) Fulham versus Millwall. Millwall. You know what they call that. That is some sort of London derby. Yes, it is. I have Fulham Millwall 1-1 draw. Oh, I see where you went there. I think Fulham has got it together. Their forwards are looking good. Their defense might actually be capable of doing something. Their midfield's still shaky at times. 2-0 Fulham. Well, let's hope it turns out that way. Moving on. Match day five. Starting Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. We've got... Darby versus West Brom. I'm going 2-1 Darby. I'm also going 2-1 Darby. Stoke leads on the plus. I have Leeds beating Stoke 2-1. I have Stoke losing the Leeds 1-2. Some other games not on the plus. QPR Wigan. I have QPR winning 3-0. Wow, you are going crazy there. I have them also winning but 1-0. Fulham, Nottingham Forest. 1-1 draw. Two one-one draws back to back for Fulham. I don't think so. I say a three to one. Charlton Athletic versus Brentford. I'm seeing a two-two tie. Double dose. I'm gonna say Charlton Athletic victorious three-one. Sunday on the plus, the only game. Swansea versus Birmingham. I think it's Welsh fever time. Two-nil Swansea. I'm going with a draw. One-one. Well, they can't all be fantastic, but what an exciting two match days it's going to be over the next few days. I know. No rest for the team. No rest for anyone. Just keep listening to this podcast. If you got 15 minutes, we've got the second division for you. This is the Archie Bargy Show. Good night, Archie. Good night, Bargy. Bargy.